When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Looking for some new podcasts to listen to? Well, Rat Sound Review Network has plenty of shows to choose from. Like Rat Sound Review, where they discuss the latest rock and metal news, as well as interviews and albums. Album vs. Album, the King Diamond Podcast, with Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and sometimes this guy. Smack him a gob! Ralph Vieira is also on our network with the Vieira Vault. There's also Old Man Metal's Musings, where he discusses heavy metal and beer. Music is Life with Lou Mavs. The Right Opinion for Those Who Love Politics, a South Park podcast called Suck My Balls, The Infinite Fringe, a watch-along wrestling show called Beyond Bushido, Extradivarius guitarist, The Timo Tolki podcast, and The Great Harry Barnett with I Don't Even Like Podcast and The Laugh Cast. So check out RatSoundReview.com or search RatSoundReview on YouTube, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. Welcome to the Timo Talkie Podcast. What's up, Timo? It's been a while. It is six, number 16 or 17. Uh, I don't know. I wrote it in the thing. 16. Yeah. yeah. We've been doing this for three years, right? <laughs> it feels like we've been doing this for three years. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have that many more albums left. In the future, yes. In the future, yes, but not right now. No, maybe not. No. Two at least. Uh, well, we have these two today. Yeah, we'll we'll do two today because this this one, you really don't uh, have any lyrics or any. There's two songs with lyrics, and then it's, who are you looking at? Who's there? My girlfriend. Is she, does she want to come on the show too? She, want to come? <laughs> she doesn't speak any English. Who cares? I don't either. He doesn't even want that I post her pictures in the Facebook. She forbid me that. Oh, so you're yeah. not doing it no more? I can. Oh boy. Well, it's too late now. I'm under the thumb, you know. <laughs> you, should, you should tell her to, uh, you should have her do your hair. You should do my hair. You should do my hair. Look at me. <laughs> like a, you look like a child. I am. <laughs> Would you just wake up out of bed? No, I no, I didn't. <laughs> because I, I took a shower and then it got dry, so it's like this. Well, I should go to the hairdresser because it gets like really big. Yeah, yeah, I we wanna, know. I mean, I look at, look at these old pictures. Well, yeah, that's like fucking twenty five years ago. <laughs> no, but I'm gonna grow it back, but not that long. But, you know, maybe yeah. maybe here. So. You look fine like that. Thank you. It's all right. We, we like you either way. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We got some people in the room, but uh, as I said before, everybody came in here. We're going to be doing classical variations and themes and hymns to life today. Hymn to life, not hymns. Hymns? No, oh, hymn to life. Sorry. Forgive me. I do. Of course. All right. So what, what's been going on since uh, we last did the show? It's been a while. It's been... God, was it was like two it, weeks. Yeah, that was the last time. 
Well, I changed the location at least. Yes, I saw that again. Yeah. No, it's not again. It's twice in Montreal. <laughs> first time actually. Yes, I know. Change the location once. It means once, right? <laughs> uh, we got uh, Joseph R. He says uh, you're one of his biggest inspirations on learning guitar. Huh? All right, tell her to go in the room. <laughs> go watch. Tell her to go watch a telenovela. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, huh? What was the question? Uh, he's just saying you're a big inspiration to him. And Tava um, Shinki, I don't know. Uh, he wants you to try to get Jari on the uh, stream, on the show. Okay, I can try this. Sure. We can we can try to get Jari. Yes. And we're still working on Kiski, right? Yes. I I will. <laughs> I hope he's. I don't think he does that. But I hope, of course. I will try. Yeah. I was actually going to contact their uh, management and see what happens. Yeah. But uh, I just have that time. I've been very busy, so yeah. This whole coronavirus thing. There is, been... there is no virus. There is a virus. No. Maybe not where you are. <laughs> There's something here, though. And the masks don't help, guys. Oh, I I just went to. Uh, that's when I, when you just told me you were on Skype earlier, and I said I wasn't home. Uh, we we're not running out of toilet paper, you know. That's the big crisis right now. But uh, I figured, let me just go get some. And my wife saw somebody post somebody uh, some. Somebody posted online that they have it at BJ's. So I went to BJ's and went and grabbed toilet paper. But uh, her, it's a, it's a, um, no, it's a wholesale club. For me, BJ's something else. I know. Me too. (laughs) But that's what they call the store. I don't know what it's short for. But anyway, uh, my in laws gave me a mask, you know, and I haven't been wearing a mask even at work or nothing. I I just, it's just kind of pointless to me. Right. But, um, I, I figured, let me just wear it at the store. And yeah. holy shit, I felt so fucking claustrophobic. I, I just, I couldn't I, take it. I actually wore it yesterday, but once only. Yeah. For what reason? I have doctor friends here who say, that all, they all say the same thing. It doesn't help anything. No. Nothing. It's I don't think so either. You know, but this whole fucking thing is so blown out, out of proportions. I mean, it's really sick, you know. Yeah. I mean, of course, there are people dying, but they never know what is the reason, actually. Yeah. Right. Everybody's, uh, you know, got something different or whatever. Actually, my yeah. friend had it, and he's still alive, thank God, but uh, two yeah. of his friends died from it. I think I had it. Well, you probably still have it. No, I had it, I think, about five weeks ago. <laughs> I had all the symptoms. You know. I think your hair has it. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> your hair's. <laughs> My hair is. Look at this. this yeah. you're jealous. You wish you had this hair. It looks like a penis. Giant <laughs> penis in the. Should I get two balls and put them right here? You don't have them. No. <laughs> They're down here. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, Avalon wants to know um, if you have any demos for the episode album. Yes, I, not anymore. But I did have. But those were the ones that I sent to Jens and Jörg. Hmm. It had. Father Time, uh, Speed of Light, Eternity, When the Night Meets the Day, at least those four, I remember. Uh, yeah, at least those, yeah. Cool. You got headphones or something? Because you're very echoey. I have, you want me to have headphones? Yeah, sounds a little better with headphones. Maybe, maybe because I have the, you, I have the, maybe I, because I have the Safari on. 
I don't know. I put it off right. Thanks everybody for joining. Is it better now? No. Is it better now? No. Why is it echoing? Probably because of the room you're in. Ah! <laughs> Come on, man. It's okay. All right. It just it keeps breaking out every once in a while. That's all right. We'll it's deal with it. The Wi-Fi. No, it's the the voice because oh. it's echoing against the walls. It's you know. <laughs> okay. I don't have headphones. You don't have headphones. No. Where'd your headphones go? I don't know. Somewhere. Does your girlfriend have headphones? Not not at this. She gave me her earpods because I broke them again. <laughs> I my fourth earpods that broke somehow. We can't give you anything. All right. Anyway, um, oh, actually, you you did have some demos for um, the other album, though. Not episode fourth dimension. Uh, fourth dimension yes, yes. Actually, those are very cool. I have all of them. I have even the rest now. Yeah, guys, what? Yeah, there's three more. So I have oh, really? them. Yes. Oh wow. Yes. You'll have to send them to me too. I will. Did I send you the seven? Yes, you did. Okay, cool. I sent the rest. There's also a Soldier's Prayer in there, demo version. Okay, cool. Yeah, from the classical album. Yeah, I checked out a couple of them. I haven't got to listen to all of them yet, but I downloaded them this way. I I don't lose them, but... uh... I I was surprised when I heard them after 25 years. I didn't remember remember them. They were so good, you know. What did you think of them? I think they're pretty good, actually. I I really was surprised that they were so good. Yeah. Some people say it's better than Corti Pelos, but I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. I, I like them. I think they're really cool. I mean, it's it's your your you're singing on them, so it's cool to hear yeah. you singing on songs that you didn't sing on before. So right, right. it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, uh, Pika, if I'm saying that right, says against the wind demo sounded like it's actually in higher tune than the album version. It's not. It's the same, but my voice sounds like that. That way, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, and when is your website going to be up? I have, long ones to I have to ask my brother about that. I have no fucking idea. We should I have think... your brother on the show. We can do this easily. That I can promise. That. Yeah. That's because he knows a lot of stuff about me when I was a kid and teenager. And stuff. I'm sure everybody would love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. You want to get talking into this album now? Yeah. Classical variations and themes. Themes. Yeah. Themes. Themes. Themis, T-H-E-M, Themis. Yeah, Themis. It's cool. I I mean, I like it. Um, How come you did a solo album instead of just doing like a regular album? Uh, Well, I did with Stratovar's Fourth Dimension. This was recorded in the same session. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it was the same session. I wanted to do one because I really liked and still like Ingvay Mountain's Rising Force album. This was like a... I like this. Uh, yeah, this is this is like uh, yeah, <laughs> the Timotoki's Rising Force, basically. Well, it's it's not that original, but you know, that was my idea. So, and people yeah. were asking all the time, so I had to fucking do it and in the same session. So, like, I had right. the songs and everything. So, I had a guitar synthesizer actually as well. So okay, one of the keyboards are actually guitar. Oh, really? People don't know. Yeah. Oh. Because I saw Gary Moore had like syntax, which a syntax is like a uh, keyboard guitar, sort of. So. Right, a keytar. Exactly. So I, yeah. I, I had this, and, and uh, many of the keyboards are actually guitar played. Oh, played wow. Guitar. Yeah. That's pretty cool. 
Um, how come you didn't do any? Uh, how come you didn't do lyrics for all the songs? Why did you only do two? Well, my idea was to mainly have an instrumental record. Yeah, that was the idea. And, and uh, if you want to have an instrumental album, I guess you don't have lyrics, right? right. <laughs> Usually, that's how that works. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why do you want to do instrumental though? Because the instrumental albums, I would imagine, really don't sell that well. Well, this did. <laughs> yeah, it was very big hit in Japan. Well, everything's a hit in Japan. No, it's not. <laughs> no, no way, man. David, ha- David Hasselhoff is huge in Japan. Come on. But he's huge in everywhere. <laughs> no, I, I, I just. I did. I, I never care actually about the sales, really. You know, right. when I do the music. So if somebody likes it, then that's very nice. But you know, that's not the motivation for it. So. Hmm. And uh, yeah, but a lot of people asked about like you know instrumental. So that's I felt okay. Why not? Because I had had to, this. Some of the songs are from the early Stratovarius days, actually. Like back to the Ice Ages from '85 or something. Oh wow. Some of the stuff, you know, I had them already, always, but I didn't know what to do with them. So, you know, uh-huh. and I wrote a couple of more. So, Soldier's Prayer, I wrote when I was in military service. In oh, wow. Yeah. I was like, I, I was in that because it was always against Russians. It was not, nothing else. Everything, every fucking thing was against Russians. Always. <laughs> all the maneuvers, all the rehearsals, always against Russians. So. I was in the, I had a guard post in the fucking forest and it was minus 35 or something. And I was like entertaining myself, okay, let's do a song. And then this came pretty much in the mind, you know. Mm. Wow. Cool. Yeah. Um, green Sleeves, everybody seems to, all you guitarists seem to cover that song for some reason. Why? Yeah. That was from the, my very first album I ever bought was Rainbow on Stage. Okay. A double and that's there. So I learned, yes. I learned it, and I could play it. And I thought, why not? You know. In retrospect, this album is sort of like it's not really there. I don't really like it that much, you know. But I think it's it has some good moments. But as a, as a whole, it doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. So some people have asked like part two, but right. they always ask for part two for every fucking thing. So. <laughs> They want visions part two. I mean, can't you can't do it? I mean, they want part two is just they want their black diamonds and paradises and whatever. But you know, right? Can't keep on doing that forever. You know. Yeah. Uh, Gingolo wants to see my drum kit. I don't know if I could do this. Hold on. The show's not about me. It's about Timo. But there. You should change the skins, man. Huh? You should change the skins. Change the skins? Why? The the brand new. They were, are they? Yeah. The snare is old. Oops, shit. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, where is my snare? No, that's new. That's brand new. It's, uh, it's black. It's not black. That's the middle. It's where I hit it all the time. Oh, okay. <laughs> Those are all new skins. And then I have another kit. Well, I have another kit on the other side of me, but uh, that's my old oh. kit. This, this one behind me, my new one. How do you play two kids? I, I can't play them. Right? The other one's just sitting stacked up on top of each other. Okay. Uh, that was my original kit. This one's my new one because my old one is an eight-piece uh, drum kit, and it just uh, takes up too much room in in uh, in this room now. So okay. 
I found this on sale, and so I bought it, and it's actually a very good kit. It sounds better too. It just you know sounds new. It's just okay. it's nice. Mapex. Mapex. Yeah, I know Mapex. What do you know about drums? Anything? And everything because I record them all the time. Well, I know, but what what do you really know? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> me neither, and I fucking play them. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really don't care. As long as it's there, I can play it. Well, for me, it's like how it sounds. I don't care what market is or whatever brand, but if it sounds good, it's good. You can put a mic in there and it's there. So. Exactly. That's right. And no, they are not pink. Those are red. Right. Yeah, they're like red. They're like wood tone. Yeah. Tuomo yeah. first kit was red. Pearl. Oh, that's my other one's red too. Yeah. Red, so like a, a, a red wine red. He always had this kit and when we went to Japan with Dream Space, he wanted to have that fucking kit in Japan. So... I, w- I went to the Finner cargo and I took it myself. And he wanted to have his, all his percussions at Crotales Marimba. Oh, <laughs> 200 kilograms. I think all the gig fish went to only the fucking cargo. <laughs> oh my God. That's, yeah. I, I used to be the same way when I would play shows. We played these little clubs and then you know, I have an eight piece kit and I would bring every single piece with me. Yes. And it's a pain in the ass. It wasn't easy, you know? And I'm, I'm the only one that would set it up because nobody else would help me. <laughs> well, I wouldn't help you either, but you know that's all right. I don't expect anybody to help me. I don't. I don't need anybody's help. Ah, that's a, that's a martyr attitude. Yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, let's see. Did you get your ESP yet? No, I didn't. It's in Prague. It's in Prague. And yeah. How, how you doing? Very good. How does it look like? <laughs> oh, uh, did you get to present this live album? Uh, oh, did yeah, you get to present this album? I mean, no, not, not as a whole, but we did play some songs in Japan from this. Like, we played uh, this uh, Pirate Suite. Oh, really? Yes. It's in this booth, like, like Thunder from the East, it's called, or something. Thunder from the East, fucking PA, it's called. It's a <laughs> PA joke. Oh, I never even heard of it. Yeah. Uh, and are you going to move back to Finland? No way. Nope. Nope. Staying in Mexico, Monterey, Mexico. Oh yeah. All right. What else you got from uh, from this album? Because you know, there's really not much else to tell. I guess really. Yeah, you, know, I, you got this. Uh, everybody still from Stradivarius, except for um, your your bass player who you fired by email. Yeah. No, by text. <laughs> it was on text back then, was it? Ninety four. Which place, player? Yari. Yari, yeah. Yari, I fired in two thousand five. Oh no! But who was who was the Stradivarius bass player then? Um, Manny. Manny, yes. Yeah. I, I didn't fire. Well, I did fire him because this guy who put like this one gig from Tavastia Club in Helsinki online, and he was the guy who never moved an inch. And I remember I always thought, why don't you fucking move at least five centimeters? Well, two inches. So he never did, and you know he recorded the original bass tracks for Dream Space, and I went to hear them, and it was like, oh, man, it was like fucking slap bass and stuff. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you don't do that in my record, man, so you got to go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was really not there. I mean, yeah. it was all over the place with his bass. I mean, I said, yeah, his name is Yari, too. Mm-hmm. Everybody, every bass player would work with Yari, except Laura <laughs> Porro. So that's why I get him confused, because everybody's got the same name. Yeah, so it was like 
very clear that this guy cannot be there. And I played the bass in Twilight Time, I played the bass on this solo album, I played the bass in Him to Life. So. Okay, cool. Yeah. Actually, I meant to look. All right. And then, um, well, that was 1994. Yes. And then we forward all the way down to 2002. Yes. And you release Him to Life. Yes. And on the little thing it says here, the mastermind. Are you a mastermind? No, I'm not. But you were. It says you were the mastermind behind Stradivarius, uh, and you invite well, us on a musical journey of your most private moments with the sophomore release. Yeah, well, that's record company Nuke's a Blast trying to sell it because when they got the master, they were like, "What did you do this time?" <laughs> so they paid me a lot of money to get a solo record, and I did what I did. I, I, I wrote the songs on Infinity Tour. I remember that because. It's a misconcept that there is not so much time on the road, but there is a lot of time. So right, of course. I figured out, you know, I wake up 11, 10 in the morning and I have like nine hours to the gig. So what I did, I booked a hotel room in each city mm. and I went there with my recording equipment and I wrote the songs on the tour. Oh, wow. In 2000. Yeah. And when I started writing them, it was clear that it cannot be a metal album. It has to be something more personal because at that time, I was going through some very personal issues after my therapy and things. And I wanted to write them out as the songs, as I always do. Yeah. And this, this album was born exactly the same way like every other album. You know? Yeah. So, you know, I wanted to have Kiska there. That was clear. Uh, Why? Because that was the first time I worked with the guy. And, and I really always admired him since the beginning, since the Halloween. I saw, I saw Halloween in Finland in 87, mm. many, many times. They were supporting Iron Maiden, did Seventh Son of a Seventh Son tour. That was when I saw Kiska. And this guy blew my mind. I mean, he was so fucking good live right. as well. I, I, when I heard the record, I thought, this guy cannot be like that live. But he was better. Mm-hmm. He was better. So and, he, of, and he still hasn't lost it either. Yeah. So... I, I want to have this guy. So I, I, I don't remember how I got in touch with him, but somehow it worked out. I mean, I remember that, you know, I, I, I mixed this in Finvox and uh, I had two tracks of the SSL console, big one, 40 tracks, Kiske and Kiske, Mark, two faders. This is Kiske and this is Kiske. And so funny thing was that I had like seven days to mix this and I, I had mixed everything, but I didn't have his vocals. Mm. They were back in DHL or UPS or something. So, oh, wow. I'm like, I, because I never talked to this guy. I never met the dude. Wow. He always email. And I emailed him, like, Michael, it's not here. Where is it? I, I, maybe I can't do it or something. And he wrote, you have to do it. I spent three days for the vocal. <laughs> and then it got, it got in there. There's a lot of three. But this guy, because he's Christian and he's subscribed to the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So it was three days for the uh, vocals. I had three hours to mix the song. <laughs> stuff like this, you know, very weird stuff. And, but, you know, when I got finally the, the vocals, I, I just pulled it up and that was, the, and it, it was very easy to do. You know. yeah, yeah. I think I did one hour or something at the end. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. It is. It's. It's probably one of my, one of my top favorite songs, ever. Yeah. Out of anything that I listen to. Now this guy said to me that he cannot listen to it without crying, and this no, is the I, thing. I, yeah. I, yeah. 
And you told me a lot of people say the same thing. Yes, it's true. It's, it, I, there's something in, with this song, in this song, the energy and you know the message and everything. It's like a lot of people say the same. Yeah. I have a guy in Finland who is like a, a philosopher, like a really big guy. He used to give lectures for Nokia. Okay. And he does seminars and he plays this as a welcoming song. You know? Really? Yes. That's so, funny. Yes. So, you know, but when I wrote the song, it was like, it's so simple, man. It's like four chords or something, maybe five. Yeah. Yeah, it's simple, but it it works, and it's a, it's very effective on uh, giving yeah. people emotions. <laughs> you know, carpenters. Yeah, it it has a carpenter's feel, you know, to me. I guess. I guess. I'm not too familiar with the music. I know who they are. I know their songs, but yeah, yeah, some stuff, you know. But you know, when Iska sang that chorus like that, I was, I was like, man, that's really there because it really resonates the high when it goes up. Oh my God! Yes, that. Yeah. I mean like, that. That hits some kind of a frequency, actually, which I didn't plan. And actually, in this solo, it's one note. Because, you know, I can play really fast if I want that. That's nothing. Everybody can do that. Right. But what is really meaningful is sometimes just one note. Right. And at the end of the Key to the Universe, the solo of the song, is one note, which I still don't know how I did it, because it's so high. And it stays there, you know, like 20 seconds. Oh, no. Oh, you, you froze. It's the very, very last note of the solo. Mm. Sometimes people, less is more, which is you know proven. For me, this is many times, always actually the case. Yeah. And uh, I really wanted to sing myself on that album, so that was not so easy actually because the the songs were very personal, the lyrics very personal, and I was in this cabin in the middle of forest in Helsinki, which we did Infinity. Mm. Uh, almost, and and I did a lot of elements guitars there, and all the vocals of elements been done in this same place. Mm. So I built this kind of a tent with the carpets and stuff to get the re- river how's the uh, echoes out. So you know, um, so I I was there with the mic and my my whole sound system at that time. I had like rack big rack of stuff, and, and I just went for it. I think it was it took I think two and a half weeks for the vocals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I remember that the microphone I had was a uh, was a Audio Technica four zero four one, which is in general known as a female mic. A lot of female singers are using that, but I don't know why I chose that because you know uh, it just felt right. You know, I had the sound what I needed, and it came. That sound was easy, but the actual uh, performance, if you want to say that, was not easy. No. Was just tough because what you were writing about was, you know, you know, very personal. Yeah, exactly. So about my father, about the way I see life, and God, and a lot of personal stuff, you know. Yeah. Because you know, I went to therapy. It was like ninety-eight or something, ninety-nine, uh, and I went to the first session. And you know how they do? It's like I don't know if you know, but they uh, interview you if they can take you as a patient. Oh really? Yeah, and this guy was like. You are, he told me, you were in some kind of a shock, state of shock. Because I was, because I just, I had to investigate my father's suicide. Mm. I ordered all the documents, because in Finland, if you commit suicide, you have to, the police has to make an investigation, take okay. photos and everything. So I ordered everything and I read it and I, I, I remember that I got this really weird feeling, you know, like 
like a really big pain in the stomach and in yeah, the upper, yeah. So I went to the therapist and he said, "You're in some kind of shock, state of shock." And then I entered the therapy and slowly I started learning about what I actually have inside, mm. which is the purpose of the therapy. If it's successful, and it was in my case, it was seven years. The therapy. Wow. I paid like thirty thousand dollars for the work. But this kind of, you cannot count the money there because it's really much more worth than just what yeah, you yeah. It's something that you needed and you, yeah, oh, you can't yeah. put a price on that stuff. So. Exactly, yeah. Because when, when my daddy died, my, my mother took me to the psychologist and she, I, she said to my mother one day, I mean, now the guy is completely locked. I was mm-hmm. 12. And she said that one day he's going to come out. And yeah. It, yeah. it's obvious. I mean, it's, so, it's just mathematical fact. That is going to happen sooner or later. Right, exactly. Yeah. They call it acting out in psychology, which is like you act out your feelings, emotion, what you have inside. Mm-hmm. It's stupid things you do, stuff like that, you know. Yeah. And I did a lot of that, as everybody knows. <laughs> <don't know>. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, as you were saying with the Michael uh, Kiski singing Key to the yeah. Universe, I mean, that, you know, it starts off. With that, like, um, wait, how does it start off now? I'm trying to think. Yes, yeah, well, it starts off, yeah, with that big, that, with this, we do the screaming in the beginning of the uh, yeah. album. That was like, uh, because my therapy, they also, it's not, there's a therapy called primal therapy, where you scream your pain out, basically. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. They use different techniques to get the, they call it the scream. Mm. And the screaming here, there is nothing but just fake, because it's just, I, I needed to do that, because, I put real mics to outside. The wind in the trees is real. It's not mm-hmm. an effect. It's really right there. Yeah. And everybody who's, who heard the record with headphones in the bus or something, they heard this nice, like, and then, like, <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like, wake up. Yeah. And then start the song, you know, and the whole record is like that. So. Right, right. You know. <laughs> I, I love this record, by the way. I mean, anybody that says this record sucks, is an idiot. I'm sorry. If, if you're in this room and you think this record sucks, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some people were really like, little boy, I miss you. They said, it's, it's a pedophile thing or something. <laughs> what the fuck is but not? It's not. It's about you. You miss your childhood, right? Yeah. No, it's about the inner child. Right, right. Yeah. It's, a, it's a letter to myself. Right, yeah. So, and there is a video montage in YouTube where my brother had like some stuff where you can actually see me being one year old or something. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, you haven't seen this? I don't think so, no. Yeah, it's really nice. There's my father is there, my mother is there, my cousins are there. My, uh, we spend a lot of time in summer houses in the summers and everything mm. is there. But this song, Little Boy of Missing. So. Mm. Cool. Yeah. Uh, oh, now I remember how to start. So you have that, you know, your little guitar solo in the beginning and then the, you know, you have that um, what do you call it? Like, uh, you know, just fan just goes, whatever. Yeah. But um, then you go, you go, yeah. And then yeah. you go like down to the the slow part of the song, and then that's when it's just like, it just gives that like aura of just like it gives you like all these emotions and shit. And then yeah. and then and then he comes in with the lyrics, and then it's just yeah. like the things that he's singing and you know the stuff that you wrote. It yeah. just it just gets to you. I don't know. I, I listened to it the other day in the car, and I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like starting to cry here. I had to turn the fucking song off because I just couldn't <laughs> listen to it. Yeah. But, I mean, the lyrics, the lyrics were there because that's how exactly how I felt at that time. Like, nothing seems the same anymore. You know? Right, yeah. 
So, but you know, the the lyrics, it's just all self positive and just it's just yeah. a really really great song. It's just yeah. But this album is not only positive because I went through the whole right. record of my emotion on this record. It was uh, yeah, you can hear it in every single song. You there is all different things that you can tell it as yeah. what you were going on, what was going on in your life. Exactly, and yeah. it was really like uh, because the therapy gave me some kind of. A, a structural or like I had an order in my life, perfect one. So mm. everything was in its place, you know. Right. I still remember this very clearly, and that that's why this album is. This is to me one of my my top three of all the time. What I did, you know. Yeah. Still, I think so too. I, it's just um, you just have everything here. Even even the way the album sounds, it's very modern sounding. It doesn't sound like Stradivarius. It's you're you're away yeah. from that power metal stuff, which is oh, cool. Yeah. I, I think. Is you really needed this sound on this album, you know? I, I do think first, and, and um, so the guy who plays keyboards on the whole record is, was my best friend who also committed suicide. Oh, really? Yeah, in 2006. And I tried to save this guy, I did everything I know, but I could not. So, mm. and you, you can never, you, you have to try, but sometimes you can. And if somebody's got it in their mind to do it, they're just going to do it. So. Yeah. I mean, he was so sensitive. This guy. I'm too, but you know, he was even more. And you know, he, he was just alone, and you know, he no friends, and he didn't go anywhere, and he just played keyboard. He was he's the original keyboard player of Stratovars, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah, Nika. But he left right before we got a deal with CBS for Friday night. Oh, how come? But this guy was my best friend, and we lived together. And I still remember he was practicing. He was an amazing keyboard player, you know. He could play like Jens. Mm. He was like Jens too. Yeah. So he used to really like rehearse a lot, and we lived together. I was I was practicing a lot of vocals while he was doing his his keyboards, and I met him. He was from Lapland, mm. North, you know, and okay. he moved to Helsinki, and he was like so different from anybody I've ever met, you know. So we started playing. I had my nylon string acoustic, and I was like fucking. 14 or 13. Mm. And we played in a lot of parties, school parties and stuff like that. And he had amazing humor because sometimes he fucked this up, fuck up things deliberately. <laughs> like we, I still remember we played Johann Sebastian Bach Air on D string or G string or whatever. And there is this chord change and he, he skipped one chord mm. just to fuck me up. <laughs> I was I'm like, what's that? Yeah. You know, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> so really fucked me up. And I, I played a lot of classical stuff in those days. I played Bach, Toccata, and Fugue in D minor in the church. Oh, wow. With electric guitar, with tapping wow. and everything. So I still remember that too. It was like in the local papers and everything. So, mm. so what made you contact him to work on this album? What is he? What was he doing? Anything? At that time, he was. Uh, we we kept in touch all the time. I mean, we were good friends. I mean, I saw him regularly. So hmm. he got through many. He got through a really nasty divorce, and he never re- recovered from that. You know, that was one of the key issues actually. So hmm. um, I just wanted to have him on the record because I knew what he can do. But he wanted to play solos actually. Yeah. He, he, can I play solo? No, man, you can't because it's not the Palmyra album. <laughs> <laughs> so he did. He came to Finvox, so all the pianos are done with Finvox uh, piano, a big mm-hmm. black piano. And, uh, so we recorded everything and I came to live, uh, whatever is there, you know, Dear God, all these songs. And 
it's pretty much one take. Really? Yeah. This guy was really good. Wow. Then I, I went to, I was like in Dubrovnik on holiday in Croatia and he just sent me really weird messages and stuff and I was like, what's what's happening? And they went back and I went to see him and he was, they put him to the mental hospital actually. Mm. He was there because he tried to commit suicide so they took him in and I sent him, I sent him like Just Carry On from Black Album. Mm-hmm. I sent him a CD player and some music and candies and books and stuff. And, and uh, then he got out and then he did it. So he moved back to his home to his parents. And his parents were extremely religious. Wow. He was not. So they beat him. I know that they beat him up a lot. You know? Really? Yeah. And in Finland, that's a fucking corporal punishment. You don't do it. You know, it's, it's against the law. Right. Even if I now see anywhere somebody beat, even take this, I go, don't do it. It's wrong. You can't do it. You know, I can't, you can't. No. I, it really, for me, it's like fucking horrible thing. So he did it. I mean, and he had kids too. So oh, really? Did, yeah. He just wanted out, man. So. Yeah. That's it. And they didn't even invite me to the funeral. <laughs> no? No. Why? God, I no. no idea. Did you even talk to his parents? Yes, I did because he had some of my stuff and like books and things, and they just said that they were they gave it to a flea market. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable! Yeah. Um, so, who played drums on the album? This guy called Ansi Nykänen, who was like uh, one of the biggest studio drummers in Finland. Okay. Yeah, he's he's like uh, he does a lot of TV stuff, and if you want really good drums. Uh, you you booked this guy and he came to the same place where I was doing the vocal. So I put the key, kit there and uh, it's the same place, by the way. We can see in this photo was Infinite Visions DVD where Jörg is doing drums. It's exactly that place. I was in the middle of that room doing vocals <laughs> and, and uh, I mic'd the kit and I remember still in Key to the Universe he said because I wanted him to play a ride symbol in the chorus when the first chorus comes, but he stays in the hi hat. Mm. He said, This is Ring of Star, man. You cannot go to the right. I'm like, Okay, then do what you want. (laughs) I don't want to, you know. So, but it was pretty much one take because this guy is, you know, he's he has to do it because he has to be really fast. Yeah, Yeah. so sometimes he has many gigs during the day. Oh, wow. This is how they are, the studio guys. So. Mm. But he's but he stuck he, out to me a lot. He, he, I thought he was like really good on this. Yes, I mean I he's it. a good rock drummer, really solid. You know, easy yeah. to record. He hits very well. I mean, the sound is there. I mean, the snare and the kick are samples. Oh, okay. I mean, snare is fifty-fifty like on Strata records, but it's different sample this time. And mm. the kick is always a sample on this record every time. And in Him to Life, this song. You know, it's like, is it nine minutes or something? Nine thirty? Um, like, I think eleven minutes or so. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I think so. Because I was listening to it this morning, and I was like, oh shit, eleven minutes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, this is like a lot of this is from this my therapy. A guy called Wilhelm Reich, who was a student of Freud. Yeah. And who moved to the states actually, right there when the Germans hit the Nor- Norway and occupied Norway, hmm. and. They really fucked him up because he was. He talked about the things you don't want to. You, you don't say these things, you know. But he wants always to say those things. Yeah. And I know that in America you have like FDA. Mm-hmm. 
So they sued him actually. Oh really? And in the fifties, they burned his books. Mm. Yes, they, they were burned his fucking books. <laughs> the fucking Nazis, you know. And then he had to destroy all his world actually. And then wow. they put him, they put him jail, to jail. And this guy was like, he said, the court. He doesn't recognize the the courts. Um, like the court is not the right instance to to judge him because he's a scientist. He was maybe naive. Maybe he knew exactly what he was doing. I don't know. But he just didn't want to appear in the court. And then they, of course, made an in, how is it, indictment? Indi- yeah, indictment. Yeah. Indi- yeah, exactly. So he had to. And then they arrested, arrested him and, and put him in the jail. And he died one week before he was getting out. Wow. A heart attack. Well, well how convenient. <laughs> Everybody dies of a heart attack. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good thing they didn't have a uh, coronavirus back then. He would have been diagnosed with that. Maybe coronavirus, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, then I, I realized that I have this 11 or whatever, and the message of the song needed something special. So then I remembered the great dictator of Chaplin, hmm. the most famous speech for peace in the end. So I fucking took it and I put it there. And I never <laughs> had an issue of anybody from that. Oh, that's good. And you know, maybe I'm a naive sometimes, but you know what? What was my justification to do that? Like, if somebody from their estate would find out, you know what I would say? What? Charlie would understand. <laughs> but, anyway, not, but that's exactly my thoughts, you know. Yeah. And it's there. I mean, this really, really good speech, I and mean, it really fits to him to life. You know? Maybe it's in the public domain or something. And I don't think, no, I took it from the TV. I took it from the DVD. I put the mic. From the TV and mm. I recorded it, so it's from the actual actual film itself. Wow! Yeah. Well, well, it's it's been out long enough now, so if you haven't, yeah, enough, it's it's okay. it, although now it's on Spotify, so you never know. <laughs> it's just, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. now they're zooming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now you so, might be screwed. <laughs> if it, if I get sued, the, the police message gets even more publicity. So maybe it's good. All right, maybe. Hope so. In these dark times, I think that song is actually what we need. A key to the universe too. I think we really need that message in this yes, moment. I think so too. When the world is so dark and everybody's isolating, I'm not isolating myself. I go out every day. Mm. I'm not scared of the fucking virus that doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah, I still work every day, so it's like, you know, yeah. I don't really it doesn't really affect me too much. So I mean it, does, you, but... you know that about hundred thousand people died for this. So far, but it's yeah. nothing I, compared to other things. No. Yeah. So if, if you really take this, uh, if you look at the media, how it is, it's not. I, I think something's really sick. You know? Yeah. I, I, I do. I do think you know. It's like especially when they keep changing things. Like you know, first they say, "Oh, things are going to be locked down for like two weeks," and then they upped it another two weeks. Yeah. Exactly. And then well, maybe maybe school will come back. Now school's yeah. not coming back for the rest of the year. Exactly. So, I mean, you know, the president in Mexico, they call him AMLO. Is it AMLO? AMLO. AMLO. So this guy, he changes his opinions every week. Yeah. It's like two weeks ago, he said, go out. Right. To the I open, hug your friends, you know, talk with them. And then last week, he said, stay home. Right. They're all doing that. They, they just, nobody knows what to do. Yeah. Something else is going on. Something else is. Oh yeah, that's oh, I, mean, I, have, I have a friend in Croatia, and she said that there was an earthquake, and she said it's clearly man-made. Man-made. Yeah. 
They have this H-A-A-R-P, harp. Which yeah. You can do floods, you can do earthquakes, you can do whatever, tsunamis, everything. So somebody, somebody is doing that. I don't know who and what is the motive behind this, but of course it's money. Yeah, it's always money. It has to be. So, I mean, I saw a documentary where they said, like, this thing has been in motion for 10 years already, the plan. And the vaccination is there already. And the next thing, they're going to introduce that. Right. And everybody has to take it. If you don't take it, you're going to be punished. Yeah. Some people say the plan is like this. You stay at home, right? So you're at home. And the next thing, they cut the internet. Right. They cut the fucking internet, the whole fucking network. Well, they better uh, not. we got a lot of albums to go through yet. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I think that uh, some people say it's Illuminati behind all this. And they want to kill a lot of people. Could be the deep state. Deep state, maybe, yeah, maybe. But I, mean, I, I, I do think that this thing is going to be over very soon. I do think so because I hope so. Some people say that it's a self-destructive virus. It's made like this, you know. Right. Yeah, because people are going to start getting depressed because nothing's open. They can't go out, go hang out with their yeah. friends, do this and that something. They don't kill themselves, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it's just uh, just going to drive people nuts. It's not going to drive me nuts because I've been practicing for this for my whole yeah. life. Exactly. <laughs> Even here in Mexico, I mean, there is no official order for quarantine. There is not like nothing like that. Right. But still, many people stay mo- over a month at home already. You know. Really? Yeah. Uh. They're scared. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And they 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 did what they wanted to do. They got everybody scared. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, a question here. You got a bunch of questions. I'll go through the questions. Nobody worry. I will ask all these questions. Uh, can you ask Timo about composing the songs of Dear God Dear God and Father? Yeah. Uh, well, Dear God is about, it's a, it's a letter to God. <laughs> that, nothing more than that. It's like having all these questions, like why this, why that, you know, why why a four-year-old dies in cancer? Four-year? Four-year-old dies in cancer, stuff like this. Hmm. In the big picture, I needed to ask some questions, you know, to get to get answers, but you you never really do if you don't you know you have to be in a certain I not state of mind I say state of heart mm. because mind is fucked always mind is conditioned you know it's right. there so this whole album is is really deep so father is about my father of course I needed to express myself but still it's fake because you cannot do that in public you know it's a very private thing. Mm-hmm. I take it as as far as I could, musical and lyrically. So nobody expected anything like that from me, of course. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's yeah. a it's a real hard thing what you went through and and yeah. you know, see what happened and everything. So yeah. like when you release this album, and you know, and, and knowing that you know, I knew what you went through. It's it was just a surprise yeah. that you you know wrote all this stuff. You know, yeah, but I'm sure it, it helped you as well. You know, yes, the whole album did help a lot because it's like in the middle of my recovery, so. Mm. Um, so uh, the father song is two is two in two parts. This is latter part is like really a poem to him mm. with the piano and everything. So I did. St- I went to his grave like maybe fucking hundred times, you know, but nobody was there. Yeah. I spent. A lot, I took CDs. I took books there. I even pissed on his grave. You know. Why? It's actually <laughs> in the song too. It's in the song. It's all true. You know. <laughs> so I had to do this because. If I would not have done this, I could not have forgiven him, you know, yeah. which I did. 
Because ultimately, I, I do think that we need to forgive rather than stay in, in a destructive relationship or friendship or whatever. It's always better to forgive. Right. But forgiveness is not an act of will. That's the thing. It's a process. Mm-hmm. You, know? you, can say, you can say, I forgive you, man, but it's not that easy. You know? It's not easy. You know? Especially if the, the, the person is dead. Right. How can like, you do it? You don't get it back and forth, and you don't hit, exactly. you know, hear his side of the story. Or... Well, in Finland, you don't get it anyway because people are out there. But you know, <laughs> you not back and forth, you know. <laughs> so you, you say I'm sorry, and then you hear nothing. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. Now I understand. That's I like that song a lot. That's the first yeah, song you yeah. sing on the album. Yeah, it's like understanding pretty much all your life, you know. Mm in the song and and um, I really understood my whole life up until that point you know and and that this record is is really one manifestation of understanding things in a very deep level spiritual level psychological level whatever level is there you know right yeah and uh, the cover is done by Derek Riggs who did maiden covers and did infinity cover too mm-hmm. and he spent a lot of time for the hands Yeah, he told me that, that he couldn't get the hands right. It took months for him. You know. The album cover. If anybody doesn't That's have it. the album, yeah. How can we even put your uh, your name on the front cover? It's not there. No, it's it's on the side. Uh-oh. Oh, right there. It's on the spine. Oh, okay. I don't know that. <laughs> no, you don't know. Yeah, this is this is a very personal record, so I did not really want to have like uh, too much like this uh, fan. Idolizing stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I want to keep it really down and spiritual and everything. So yeah. it's very. There's no ego on this album. Nothing. Yeah. No. No way. So the therapy really killed lots of my ego because this person inside of me was and is really bad. So he has to stay under lock and key, and the key is out. And sometimes he's like behind the. He's behind the bars and he's reaching out through the bars like Timo. <laughs> He cannot come out because he did so much bad stuff. Yeah. yeah. And if you manage to tame your ego, I think that spiritually may be the best thing that can happen because then you're then you're not false. Mm. Because the ego is always false, right? right? It's always the false self. Uh, and in, in the suicide, the mecha- mechani- mechanism is like the false self wins always. Mm. The false self kills the true self. You know? mm. But sometimes Like in my father's case, I know that he was in so much pain that he just wanted out. It was not the false self, really, you know. Yeah, yeah. But in many cases, it is. And Finland is in the top of the suicide rates in the whole fucking world, you know. And they say always, "Oh man, it's because of the weather." Do you fucking kill yourself because of the weather? No, man, we don't. No, I don't think so. <laughs> no. So it's the family system, of course. Right. You're born to be. You're born to the authoritarian family system, and you learn to yes, sir. Mm. So you grow up and you learn these things, you know, and you learn to obey. And I was never like that. Mm. Never. You see, I left the tribe years ago, right? And I can tell now because even this is life that everybody thinks I'm part of the tribe, but I'm not. You know, and the trick is to let them think that you're part of the tribe, right? That's how I pretty much do my whole life. Exactly. <laughs> But people like you and me, we have to do this, you know. 
because I am in my Facebook less nowadays than before, but I am there and I, I have to be there because I know my responsibility as a public person. You know, I do have this, like uh, I give people a lot of hope as well. You know?
It is. It's very simple, but it's yeah. cool to be simple. But this song itself, it's just there's only a few notes in this song. It's just the same through the whole thing. And my theory about perfect melody is that you, you have to be able to play on a piano with one finger a melody. Mm-hmm. This, this is my theory, and it's always right. Hunting high and low, it's six, seven notes. Everybody can play it. Right. And and whatever, you know, it's coming home, whatever, in the paradise, you know, it's there. So, right. My music is really simple. That's what people don't get. They think it's very complicated, but it's not. No, it's it's not. Your guitar solos are complicated, but the music itself isn't. uh, isn't, I don't think the solos are even complicated because they're all. Well, to me it is. I don't know. How, yeah, okay. yeah, improvised for you, but I can't play guitar for my life, even though I own two of them. Yeah, but you play drums. I, I think you do improvise all the drums, too. You know? Of course like, I do. Yeah. So yeah. that's the same with me. And my biggest problem is always that I never can play what I play in the studio. Mm. Right. Yeah, that, that's the same with me, too. Every time I recorded something and we would play live, I would never play the same way because it's just you just can't. Exactly. You know? so, and it also depends on your the mood that you're in as well when you're playing live. Yeah, and I, I remember that because I used to really like to do vocals outside of the real, like Finbox or whatever studio. So we always rented some cabin or what, you know, because we had the equipment, so we, the sound was there. Mm-hmm. We only needed nice space. And, and normal studios, you don't have this. It's really lifeless place. Mm-hmm. That's why Hymn to Life. Actually, the song Hymn to Life also has these live trees. And right. you hear the, you hear the uh, birds. Mm-hmm. It's, it's live birds. Yeah. Yeah. Even they're like in the end, you have this piano melody, which the song stops and then only the piano plays. And you hear the bird singing exactly at the right moment. <laughs> yeah, there. So it was live? It's all live. Oh, I wow. just put the mic, two microphones outside and I hit the record button. Oh, wow. That's it. Hmm. It's like the nature was somehow with me on this hmm. record. Yeah. Universe, how, however you want to call it. God, maybe if you're really daring. The stars aligned that day. Yeah. So you know, I get this fucking horoscope things to my, my like, how many? I have now, I can tell. I have 9,772 emails. <laughs> you might want to delete some of those. Yeah, I, I did, actually. But they all come back. And I have this, like, horoscope thing. And you know how it always is, like, Timo, why don't you answer? You know, it's like, you go through this. This is a free... And then you go to the last, there's payment. <laughs> yeah. Always the payment. So. Always. Yeah. Uh, and they popped it up one because they, they said, they always Timo, but they copy-paste everything. So it was like the link for Timo, and I clicked the link and said, Elizabeth, you have troubles. They fucked it up somewhere. We talked about Little Boy, I Miss You Earlier. Yeah. Um, I Believe. I like that song a lot too. Yeah, it's very U ish, I think. Yes, it is. It's very U uh-huh. I mean, a lot of the guitars are really influenced by the Edge, which mm. I usually, I, before I really hated this guy, you know. Mm. Yeah, I'm still not a big fan, but. Uh, well, I am now. Okay. I am now. At that time, I was, I still am. But, you know, I saw U2 in Germany in 2005 when I fired the other guy in London by Texas on that week. <laughs> So maybe he doesn't want to appear to the podcast, but I can ask. So, yeah. So what was what was I saying? I forgot. Um, I believe we were talking about. Yeah, I believe it was and is. Um, there's funny thing. There's this. I believe in. I believe in me and the universe. And I put some effect because I, I I don't think I put any effect, but 
it's like the universe responds. There's some kind of delay with chorus. If you hear, mm-hmm. I believe in me and the universe and you, universe. It's like really right, a little delay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, with a chorus of flanger or something. And I was doing a lot of delay stuff in there, like the edge. And, and uh, the vocals are really a lot of Bonoish, you know, because he was and is very big influence to me. This guy. Mm. So although he's a Christian, which mm. I love. Right. Mm. But uh, yeah, I love that song. Um, the other song that you have a guest singer on, Are You the One? You have yeah, uh, Sharon. Sharon, Sharon Den Adel. Adel. From yeah. uh, Within Temptation. Uh, she's probably my one of my favorite female vocalists ever. She's yeah. awesome. And she's also a very nice person. Yeah. And she has a very, very, uh, or had very jealous husband. I can imagine. Yeah, <laughs> I met them in Helsinki when they did the Silent Sports album, and they had a uh, show there. And I, that's when I met—I never met him be- her before. I mean, but oh, really? that, I just sent the tapes. Mm. Then they came to Helsinki, and I talked with her, and he was really jealous. That I but we really hit it on. Like I told her about my production techniques, how I produce vocalists, because I need to be in the same room, right? You know, to to have this energy thing, and she was. Really, and he was like really jealous. If you watch it, there was nothing going on. So, right. just a point. And, and uh, Are You the One is really like a love song, of course. Right. Are You the One? That's the thing. So that's why he got jealous. She, you thought you were having her sing it to you. <laughs> <You're the fuck laughs> so, I mean, jealous is nothing but an anger turned inwards. Right. Um, I like this song, but the one thing that bothers me, and I don't know if you realize it, she, yeah. say, she says the word the. Strange. Yeah, yeah I, I told her that. Are you the one? It's like the rap. Like, yeah. It's like, I didn't like it. I did. I told her that. Yeah. Also, she changed the word, like, uh, are you the one? It sparkles in the night like fireflies. And I was like, your love is like swans passing by. And she changed this for some reason. Hmm. I don't know why. I said, Tim, I changed this. And same with like Kiska later in Land of New Hope. She said it's too high, the melody. Hmm. She asked me if she can change it. I said, you cannot. Because I know you can sing it. And <laughs> then it. And, oh, yeah, I could actually do it. So, but she's really kind and sweet person. You know? yeah. 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 I, I was like, really. And, and one thing I remember, she didn't take any money. Oh, really? Yeah. She said, you know, our engineer, Martin, uh, he never gets recognition, so why don't you pay him the money? I said, okay, sure. Interesting. So that, yeah, she she took nothing, no money. Well, that's cool. Yeah. How did you get hooked up with her? That was through, I think, uh, they, they were signed to uh, some very big player, East West, I think. And, and uh, I think it was Nuclear Blast who got in touch okay. with They had the channel, so to get mm. in touch with them. I wanted to have a female singer for this particular song, of course. So, yeah. it was a good choice. She's, she's I, a think, very good I mean, I mean, she's singing also on Avalon One, "The Shine" with Ellis Rude. Hmm. half of the song is this woman. So. I just wish she would have said the word "the" a little bit. Better. Yeah, I mean, it's Dutch, it's <laughs> Netherlands. It's Netherlands. I mean, maybe she was doing some hash and stuff. So. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Uh, we're talking about farther. Uh, Fresh blue waters. Yeah, that's very creative CZR, I think. Yes, I can hear that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Fogarty in there. 
in a miniature form. So it's very positive song. I mean, I felt like because I I'm a Pisces in horoscope fish. Okay. Oh, me too. Uh, water is yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. March so 19th, water, is my, water is my element. So I really like to swim, and I went swimming almost almost like three or four times a week. And I was in this blue water, and I felt like it's cleansing my system. You know, hmm. I went to a lot of spa with my daughter Nina and stuff like this. So I wrote a song about that, like purification of a like effect of a water to your system. And fresh blue waters cleanse me. You know? hmm. give, give me wisdom and help me help me find the key. In in the lap of the ocean, I'm free, and the future will be better than the past. I have learned. From my mistakes, and that will last. It's like all the rhyming, so mm. you know. So yeah. this song is like really, really positive. Like in general, the whole album, the message is there, you know. Yeah. So, but the message can, I, in my case, it's it's never completely positive it, because we live in a dual, duality world, dual world. So everything is like yin and yang. So, mm-hmm. so this yin album yin. is very yin yang. Yes, very. Yeah. Not everything can be positive, so. Yeah, but you hopefully try to be positive, even in the middle of darkness. If you're positive, it sort of kills the darkness, you know. Right. Who wants to be around a person who's so positive that you know it makes even the dark go away? <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Why are you so happy? <laughs> I cannot stand people like that. <laughs> yeah, it's very rare. It's, it's okay for a few minutes, but you know, <laughs> I've seen people like that. And it yes, does I make you think of what is wrong with this person. Yeah. And then they get mad at me because I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm always all over the place. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. My, and if anybody knows, my eye keeps twitching. I don't know why. Like, yeah. It, it like moves on its own. Like, oh, okay. I'm going to get the. That part of it wants to express something, I think. My eye? Yeah. In my therapy, the whole body is divided to different sections, like eye section, mouth, this, breasts, everything. Hmm. And they are working, it's body psychotherapy. They're working on these different zones to liberate because they think that, and I know it's true, that we carry our history in our body. So hmm. all the things, we record 24 hours a day. Yeah, of course. And we are mostly blocked. So this therapy aims to resolve this block blocks. Twitter goes twitched. Exactly. I mean, twitch in the eye. They say in English. So, I, don't, I don't know what it means. Uh, I've heard the expression. So. <laughs> uh, it's Christmas morning. Yeah. Another cool song. I like that one. Well, I, I like Christmas. They really love Christmas because that's that was always when I was a kid that nobody had fights. Mm. You know, except oh, this, you. Well, <laughs> in Finland. There's a lot of police has to come to homes because everybody, the fathers get drunk, they pass out under the Christmas tree and stuff. Hmm. I was like, I'll fucking throw you out. It's like the family, so everything. So we used to get, because my father got really drunk and violent, so we, we escaped many times to the night. Hmm. We went to my grandfather's place. and then, So I wrote a song about what it means to have this kind of a Christmas morning, evening, a day and night, and how lucky I actually am. You know, even at that time, I felt in this song. But then I put also the message of peace to this. Because Christmas is ultimately about forgiveness, uh, being together, um, like this. So the whole thing about peace 
it's like guns selling weapons of peace, right? And all these things at church and stuff. So it's all there. And, and to me, it's a church. If there is a God, and I know there's a creator, but God has lost its, its meaning to me, the word. So this instant instance is institution with so much money, you know, that they want more all the time. Uh-huh. So, I mean, even you have to, I went, when I was in Mexico City, I went to the Catholic Mass because I wanted to see one. Right. And this Vatican, they, they have so much money and they ask for more. At the end of the ceremony, they come with a thing, give me more. I oh, see. yeah, yeah, they do that here too. Yeah. I've, I've been to yeah. So they have these golden things, gold and stuff, and everything is so portioned, everything. If there is a place where this God is not, then it's the church to me. Hmm. That's, that's what the Bible says too, that God is the poor. Right. I stay away from it's that getting, place. It's getting really like preaching, right? Yeah, you are. You know, but this album, because the you know, album is that way. Yeah, after, after this album, I felt, Timo, this is really actually preaching. So, mm. you know, I just had to get it out of my system, and I was not that preaching after that anymore. So, no. But in this album, I am. I, I think it really helped you a lot to be, even if you are a little preachy on this album, I think it helped you a lot, you know? Yes, a lot. Oh, that's the gift of music. You know, you can write out your stuff, whatever you have. So, yeah. and I did very much exactly that on this one. So. Mm. And uh, we already talked about him to life, but um, yeah. So if, if nobody's heard this album, please go listen to it. It, it. It's personally one of my favorite albums of yours, Timo. And, and uh, it's Spotify as well. It's on. It, that's right. It just came on Spotify about what two weeks ago, right? Yeah, exactly. So go listen I to that. I, I own the rights for this album and the classical one. Probably. Actually, yeah. Now because you got both of them, you got this one as well. If anybody didn't know, on Spotify and on you know all the other. And, um, uh, streaming services, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, because I used yeah. the intro to to the show. Well, I haven't been doing it since we did the live show, but um, the old yeah. show. Uh, now right. I'm getting strikes because I used the song. Really? Yes. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, I I was against to put this on Spotify like ten years because right. I, I they told me you have to pay for that. Right? You don't pay anyway anyway to me nothing. My rights, but then my manager convinced me that it's better because people can listen to it at least. Right, you, you needed people listening at, at, at least the him him to life. Uh, yeah. album. You need people to hear that one because uh, yeah. it's a really good album. Um, some questions. How do you play Black Diamond? I can't play. play. I don't know. How do you play it? Just like this. <laughs> How about composing classical music, Timo? I'm not good enough for that. No way. I mean, the, the album is called Classical Variations. You know, oh, yeah. And theme, but it's not really classical, right? I mean, I love classical. I love Bach. I love Beethoven. I love Vivaldi, all these guys. Yeah. But I don't consider myself to be up there with these guys. Not at all. I know exactly what I'm doing, though. Right. That's, yeah. you know, I'm, I do what I can and I, what I want. <laughs> but I, 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 I mean, to write classical stuff, you need to be really schizophrenic, right? Right, yes. You like 200 people, you write all this separately. I can't do that. No yeah. way. That's that's tough. Not easy. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us about when you record an album for Olaf from Vision Divine? We talked about that already. A while oh, ago. 
Is it the question or when I will record? He wants, he wants you to t- tell us when. Can you tell us about when you record? I think he meant when, when you recorded an album. Well, I did four versions of one album. And this guy is not called Olaf. His name is Giangan Lamangiani. <laughs> but he calls him Olaf Thursday. I was like, Olaf for short. Yeah. <laughs> Olaf is a Norwegian name. And he said that because my heart is in Scandinavia. Right. So he was a cool guy, actually. I have, not, I have nothing bad to tell about him. He was. I mean, I did this uh, Nine Degrees West of the Moon album, which I do a lot of keyboards. I played half of the bass. And, and uh, a lot of, it's really my production. There's a lot of loops I put in there and stuff. So it's really artistic album, but I simplified the stuff mm. because it's like what Dream, Dream Theater did with images and words. You can have this kind of a thing. Yeah. We wanted to have a deal for them from Germany, but we couldn't. And I still remember when I, took, well, when I was doing backups after the vocals with Fabio Leone, the fucking hard disk, hard disk stopped 66.6 figure <laughs> you know but okay now this figure is also following me I, in Mexico City I had a restaurant with 660 yeah I just saw you what was that the other day yeah yeah exactly so, mm-hmm. yeah but he, it was I mean I really enjoyed both of Vision Divine album I think they are very good in these days I also Spotify somewhere yeah. next to you. And you did the bass on that too right I think you said half of the bass half of the yeah the other one called 25th Hour, and that like Michele Luppi, the singer who is playing keyboards in Whitesnake. Hmm. No. And the song 25th Hour is like, there's like a guy who dies and he ascends to heaven. And I put like, the song ends and there's like tick tock, it's 20, 25 times. Hmm. I think I remember you, that. You can count it like it's 25, so it stops. That's when he actually dies. That's simple, like, expresses that thing. So that's about Olaf. If I want to record something with him, no, I don't. Why not? Because it's he's uh, work. No, it's uh, I don't. Yes. I don't think he, I don't. No, he's not playing the yes, but I don't think he really knows what he wants. You know. Yeah. Those people can be really difficult. You know? Well, I can kind of see that because he jumped from the band Labyrinth, then he did that uh, Vision Divine, then he went back to Labyrinth. Okay. And now okay. he might be on both. I don't know. Right. Well, he has to do what he needs to do. Of course, you, you have to, especially in the music business, mm-hmm. which there isn't one right now anyway. Um, uh, Avalon wants to know if your T-shirts are ready. I've asked, crap, uh, last year I think I asked for you know something to make a T-shirt for you so we can make some money. But if you want to buy a T-shirt, you can buy a Rats Out Review T-shirt, and that also helps me. So yeah. go to RatsOutReview.com buy and buy it. a T-shirt. You should send me one so I could wear it in the podcast. What's that? You should send me one shirt so I could wear it. I, in the I can send you a shirt. I had to buy it, but I'll, I'll send it to you. I'll get you one. My address is, uh, uh, whatever is the address? Kilimanjaro. Give me your address. I, I do want to send you a shirt. Yeah. And uh, You have the right size, though. I'm XXXXL. They probably don't sell your size. <laughs> it's probably extra money. I'll have to call a tent maker to make your shirt. <laughs> uh, let's see what this says. This is a long one. Uh, by any chance, are there demos of Symphonia? Symphonia, whatever. I remember that when I, I remember that I saw them in Argentina, and that it was incredible. 
an excellent sound. I still wonder how is project that had no look. So this guy must be Argentine, right? I don't know. He's from Argentina. Oh, it's Marcel. I mean, the whole. I don't have no demos. I mean, we we did three tracks, but uh, with Andre Matos. I mean, that time was like. I learned that he lives next to me in Sweden, so I got in touch with him because we did a tour with Angra, like back in who knows when. So I knew the guy that he can sing very good. So then I got in touch with him, you know, and I started writing songs for us. And I flew to Sweden to record three demos, and we got a deal right away. Mm. So I started writing songs, and there's some stuff in YouTube, like really funny clip called Two Warriors. Two tired warriors. We did this clip after the vocal recordings, but three weeks in a fucking cabin in the middle, in the top of a mountain without even internet. Mm-hmm. I just really we at like four a.m. like so fucking tired and you know, it's funny actually. It's like me, I'm like very expressive. Like yeah, yeah, like this. <laughs> 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 so he, he's like talking. Like he's Brazilian. He was Brazilian. He died in July. Oh really? Andre Matos, yeah. Oh yeah, Andre. Andre, yeah, yeah. yeah. Andre. Well, he's he was like, his his friend told me that he was really depressed in the end. He was doing cocaine. And really. He was drinking a lot. He didn't sleep. So he moved back to his parents' house and he was spending nights at the sofa and then just fucking died on his mm. sleep. Mm. One week after he was playing with uh, Avantasia in Sao Paulo. Right. Yeah, and and I think it was right after that, right? That, yeah. that happened. Yeah. So I, I have no demos, but this tour was horrible because I felt so sorry for this guy because he used to play to really big crowds and we played in Sao Paulo in like fucking 150 people. And what the fuck is happening, you know? And nobody gave a rat's ass about the record. And still, I think it's very good power album in Paradiso. Mm. And I remember I was doing a live interview for some radio and he told me that Andre Matos just died. Mm. Well, this guy got me in the fucking live. My reaction, I cried two days. Uh, it's a shame, man. I remember when I first heard him uh, on Angra, the yeah. album, the album uh, Fireworks. Yeah. I was like blown away. I'm like, holy shit, this guy's awesome. And then, oh, you know, yeah. Man, ever since. But He was huge. I mean, I, I, I was I mean, their first album was called Angels Cry. And I went to Tokyo to do press for episode. And I heard the album. I was like, oh, man, this is so good. Yeah. And they sold like 200,000 copies of that album in Japan. Wow. So, you know, there's a big guy, no demos. They're going to do a, a memorial concert for Andre next year. They want to invite me to Sao Paulo to do this because I need to go there, of course. Oh, wow. The very to this guy because he was a really intelligent guy. He was really in there. Mm. He did have no, he had no lyrics for the whole symphony album. We started to do them. He came to the cabin and I put my system in there and he said, Timo, I don't have any lyrics. Okay. Then do the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> so he came and he didn't come on the first day. I'm like, where are you, man? So he came next day, fucking hangover. Oh, wow. It was New Year's Eve. So it was 1st of uh, January. Mm. And apparently in Brazil, they have uh, a custom habit that they go to the sea and jump seven times in the beach, but this was fucking mid-winter, so he got... Oh, they do something like that here, too. They, yeah, he got flu. Polar bear club or some bullshit. Exactly. Yeah. So they, they, he had, like, he got sick, and we had to 
go to the doctor to get some cortisone shot to his throat before he could sing. So he was like, he, we did like, he, I, all the song titles are mine, like always. So I gave him like uh, Pilgrim Road, uh, Fields of Avalon, Come by the Hills. And he wrote one lyric and then we did the vocals. Mm. And he always said, this is, is this good enough, Timo? It's your lyric, man. Like, you're the one. What can I say? It's like, it's your lyric. So he was really intelligent. You know, he was always like this. Like this, like a professional. <laughs> very Brazilian guy, very. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I miss him a lot. I do. I mean, yeah, it's it's funny. Even funny. It's horrible because in song in Paradiso, his his lyrics were like angels are calling. The angels, they call out my name, something like this, and like angels carry me to heaven. It's like he knew someone ten years before he died. Mm. It's really, really touching now to listen to the song. Of course, we go back to it. Yeah. Um, G65. Hello, Timo. I love your work in the new era album of uh, Rev- uh, Revolution Renaissance. I couldn't remember it. Uh, and there was a version of Last Night on Earth that was played in Wacken 2007. What happened to the lyrics? Well, the lyrics were demo lyrics oh. at that time because the whole album I composed was Total Orange. First, I mean, oh, yeah. demos and everything. So then Jens Johansson put them out to the net when I when I left the world. Huh. It was his karmic uh, payback for me to put it to the net. And there exists still they, uh, this album with Cordyville on the voice. Huh. But last night on Earth, lyrics I wrote then afterwards you know, for Kiska. But this is actually when the Stratowers broke up in Wacken on that stage, on that song. I really still remember there's like 60,000 people. Okay, it's Wacken's, maybe the biggest metal festival. So yeah. we were playing the song and I was like, I just felt nothing. I was completely feeling this. I looked around and like, I see all these guys who used to be my friends. And they still are today my friends, of course. But there was nothing there. You know, was, we didn't have anything anymore. Mm. I felt really horrible, and that's when I decided, okay, man, this is the end. You know, this is the end. Right. But it took one year more. Of course, it's a big decision, right? So, but it's that song on that stage in Wacken. Funny enough, the guy is asking this, so I have yeah. to say. Interesting. Uh, Marcel again. Flying Samir, I can't pronounce that, uh, has a great influence on how old the Ingwe played at that time. Is there a little influence on the subject? Richie uh, Ingwe. Yeah. I mean, I met Ingwe many times and he was always very nice to me. You know, I had nothing bad to say about the guy. So I am, of course, influenced by Ingwe. Who isn't? Hmm. I mean, if you have men yeah, if you're a guitar player, player, yes, you you have to be most of the time influenced. I mean, you can say you're not, but you're lying. I think hmm. so. I mean, but Ingwe himself doesn't say that he's influenced by Blackmore, which he clearly is. Yes, and he took the name Rising Force from Ulijon Roth, mm-hmm. ex Scorpions guitar player. So he took that. And, but yeah, but I don't know if the this flying Samir is influenced by Ingwe, but the whole record is influenced by Ingwe because when I heard Rising Force. I'm like, this guy is doing exactly what I want to do. Right. Exactly. I'm like, how the fuck is it possible? 
Yeah. And he was like miles away, millions of miles away ahead of me at that time. Right. So, but the main difference between Ingwer Mountain is other songs. Because I have never considered myself as like guitar hero. This is the true truth. I've never, never been you're like more, You're more of a songwriter. Yes. Yeah. It's the people who put the stamp on me, not yeah. me. I never, I never call myself maestro or god or whatever, but they want to call me this. But you were, hold on. You were a mastermind, though, it says it right here. Yeah, but I never said that I am. Mastermind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, you're not anything like Ingve, honestly. No, Ingve, he puts out the same album almost every. I think he has an image, but like to meet the guy, right. he was very nice always. Yeah. But okay. you, you have a lot of variations in every album that you do. Not everything's the same. So. Yeah, I guess that. Um, oh, look at this. Here's a guy. You did an interview with this guy the other day, uh, other day uh, on his yeah. show, Danny Music Collector. Oh. What the hell, man? I'm, I'm. You're not supposed to do other people's shows. I don't remember which show. Which show? I don't remember. Danny, Danny's show. He had you on a show the other day. What? Which Danny? Danny, music collector. I don't know what his last name was. I don't remember. He just had you on the show the other day. I just talked to him. He asked me if he could have you on a show, and I said yes. Do it. Oh, I have no idea. I don't remember. You don't. Oh boy. Sorry, Danny. (laughs) Uh, But he wants to know if you're going to reissue those two albums, the two uh, solo albums. There is a plan to do that exactly. Maybe put some bonus tracks as well. There's a plan. And there's a plan to do him to life too as well. Don't do it. There's a plan. (laughs) Don't call it him to life too. We know how that goes. I'm forgiven too. No, do what you want. It's It's your career. Yeah. Uh, Titanic, okay, I know that your least favorite album pick is Episode. So what's your most favorite album cover? Pick. Album cover. He meant cover. Pick Picture. Okay. Must be the intermission because there's an angel with tits. And nobody nobody sees the tits because they are there. Derek Rick's humor. He put them there. We got a lot of shit from feminists about that cover, actually. But I didn't even know that it's there. Hmm. And then I went, okay, they are there. <laughs> Everybody knows tits, right? Who is the I fuck? So. Yeah. I, so. I mean, we all be breastfed, I hope. So, you know, but my favorite cover must be Infinity because it's like a really, it's like divided in half as material world and spiritual world. Mm. And I have somewhere the original painting, not painting, but I did with the pen, mm. some horrible. I said with the wig that he left his ass off. Like, what is this thing? <laughs> with dolphins and the because it's num- album number eight and it's infinity sign. I just right. put the books and the dolphins jump to yeah. so. Yeah. And it's Hong Kong Bay, the cover. It's what? It's the Bay of Hong Kong. Oh, oh yes, yeah, yeah. 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 I like yeah. that cover. That's one of my favorite ones. I think it's, it's very, cool. If it's I have color, it's definitely this. Yeah. Um, when will you compose a motion picture soundtrack? Oh, that's the next life. <laughs> uh, have you ever even given that a thought to compose a motion picture soundtrack? I would love to, but I, I mean, one of the albums we haven't talked about is Sana. Right. And that is like cinematic not, stuff. That's cinematic. We're not, we're not talking about that album. 
there, there is no there's no guitar on the whole album, so it's really like just samples because I had a lot of stuff at that time. You know, is that of... is that the next album? Yes, it is. Oh God, I gotta listen to that shit. Thank yeah. oh, you. Oh. It's a very it's the most spiritual album of mine, by the way. <laughs> but it has no it has no guitars. And, it's spiritual, and, uh, right? Makes me wanna. No, there is there are a lot of like flutes, strings, and everything is keyboards. Even the bass is keyboards. Yeah, the real bass is played with a keyboard. Well, I'm gonna I'll listen to it. <laughs> I think you like, actually I think you like the album because it's very melodic. I I own it. I do have it. Yeah. And really? I made I made it through a few songs. <laughs> you know, you know this whole thing is like I I made the cover. I made the booklet. I took, took the photos of. Scale mm. Jennifer, so yeah. it's all my work, the whole complete stuff. Yeah. You put a lot of time into it. Yeah, but of course, I got sued by the label when I gave him the master. No, we'll get into that. We'll, we'll yeah. don't don't reveal the secrets now. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Oh, here's a good one. I think you've been in a special place mentally when you've written your best stuff. Have you analyzed you or figured out how you wrote your most divine stuff? Can I say to this? Div- what is divine anyway? Yes, I'm always in special place mentally. Yes, you are. I mean, it's like you gotta be. I mean, I don't understand the question. Actually, I have no fucking idea. Um, can I make sense out of this? Uh, have you analyzed or figured out how you wrote your most divine stuff? Um, there is no how. It's there is no system. You know. Yeah, you just you just write what you feel at the moment. Exactly. Pretty much. Uh here, here's this one. Why is there no zero three zero three six six and Stradivarius in fourth dimension demos? I also heard that Soldier's Prayer was originally Oh, I think this somebody answered this question what is the, already. Originally of those demos was Welle. What is that? What? Welle, what is that? Oh, I have no idea. It's a typo or something. I mean, I, I actually have exactly these three songs now. Yeah, Vele. somebody actually... Somebody I, have, did, I have these three. These three uh, somebody now. did comment that, yes. Uh, I have them now. This person is the one that sent you the demos. Oh, of course, then. <laughs> they sent <laughs> uh, Let's see, what else we got Thank here? Thank you, by the way. Kitos. Oh, Kitos. Thank you, Finnish. What else we got? What else we got? Why Solitude as a bonus track? It's a great song. What was this? Why? I mean, there is no why. why? I mean, it's always that you have to try to make the best album you can at that particular moment. And Solitude just didn't cut it to the episode because it's the weakest track of all. That's why. If there had to be a why. Yeah. I mean, in my life, there is no why. Never. I never asked why. Why ask why? Exactly. Here's a good question. What do you think about the future of power metal and music? I wish it dies very quickly. Do you really? Well, I mean, there's so many bands, like thousands, millions of bands, and everybody's doing the same shit, of course. I mean, there's a little originality there. and You know, you got your strata copies, you got Rhapsody copies, you got God knows Halloween copies or whatever, whatever copies. And I think people are getting tired of this shit because you don't ultimately know 
what to listen to because there's so much right. stuff. Yeah. But like, I, was, I? I was huge into Paramount, like around 90, shit, what was that, like 97-ish or whatever. That's when Paramount got really huge, and that's when I was really into it. I mean, most right. of the bands I listen to is power metal, but yeah. I kind of got out of that over the last, you know, right. probably 10 years. Well, I mean, they call Stratovars power metal, but is it really only that? I think it's much more than power metal. No, as what? you went on in your career, no, you, you got out of power metal. Now exactly. I think they're back into power metal, but you know, as when you were there, that you got started to get out of it a little. Bit. I, I never, I never accepted the, the stamp of power metal because I'm much more than that. Yeah. You know, what is power metal for me? Power metal is like Hammerfall. Right. I don't consider yeah. it power metal though. Power metal's keyboardy stuff. Actually, power metal is a Stradivarius from like 1996. <laughs> I, I disagree, but okay. <laughs> Well, no, Visions is power metal. And that's yeah, it's, the, it's coming home power metal. Yeah. It's not. I think it is. It's not power metal. Wow. Well, if you say it is, then it is. Yeah. <laughs> but there's other bands. Even people call Halloween power metal. And but well, the, they, you know are. Is, they are, but then now that I don't consider them power metal. They've changed. I mean, people want to have different definitions and stuff. But I hate that. Music, of course. Future of music. Am I the one who say what is the future of music? No, I'm not. No, I can not. say about my future, but, you know, future of music. I mean, there's always going to be music, of course. And what I'm going to do is, because when my metal career definitely is approaching to its end, you know, so. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just write, keep on doing what I do the best. I write songs, and I can even write pop songs and dance songs and whatever. So, but that's where the big money is. And that's when this podcast ends. <laughs> <laughs> Great. We're not gonna go there. Yeah. No. no I, hey, listen. I like a lot of stuff. I love, one of my favorite non-metal bands is uh, the Killers. Lady Gaga. No, the Killers. <laughs> you mean the Backstreet Boys? No, the Killers. You know who the Killers are? I don't know Killers. Look no. them up. You might like them. I don't know Killers. Um, well, Mr. Brightside was one of their famous songs, but that that, that one's not that great. Um, I'll send you some stuff. You might like the Killers. I think you you like you too. So you, oh, I like this kind of thing. Yeah, I'm really boring when it comes to new bands. I know you you are. Uh, you're boring in general. Uh, yeah. <laughs> What does the three-piece symbol next to your name mean for you? It's on your new website. It's a common symbol. It's not a common. It is common. It's Fleur de Lis from France. So what does it mean to you? Well, you it, I, I, I started using in the classical album, actually. It's there. So yeah. It's it's from France. And it's a line with three. And uh, yes, that one, yeah. I have a tattoo here, actually. It's... So it's it's for me a spiritual symbol. It it is uh, exactly that. That's why I chose it. And it's in the Stratovarius logo, mm -hmm. which most Stratovarius skipped because they couldn't have it, so they took a compass. Yeah. And I always said as a joke, which which I know that some of them got really insulted because they need a compass because they don't know where to go. Something I said, you know. I I support. <laughs> I, I have I have all the albums, so I I support them. They are good. Uh, they are good. They make good songs. Everything's good. 
I just sometimes say stupid things. Of course you do. It, but that, that's hilarious. Royalty <laughs> is actually a symbol for French royalty, the king from France. Mm. Because everybody knows that I'm related to Jesus Christ. I think we all are. No, we aren't. Yes, we are. <laughs> no, I said the, the, the story is like that uh, when Christ died, there was like Mary was pregnant. And then mm. she went to France. And so there are a lot of uh, relatives of Christ on earth in this moment. And they say that uh, Mary was the last on the cross. She was holding the cross, actually. Everybody else escaped. Mm. You know, and she wrote a gospel too, which they rejected. So I'm not a Christian, but there is something in this guy that really puzzles me, you know. That, oh, Jesus. Yeah, like how you are spreading the word of love and you get killed. You know? Because if, if you follow the he way. If you follow Christ, you're going to be on the cross. For mm. sure. You're going to be there. Not literally, but figuratively. You're going to be on the cross. You know. Did you That's know there's, how... like, there's like a, a couple different Jesus Christs? I don't know. I don't know much about the history, but I know that there was a guy like that, and that he was killed. And uh... it was a, There's a podcast I listened to, and uh, one of the shows was mostly about Jesus Christ and uh they would talk about this other, just like a couple other ones. I'll, I'll send you that podcast if I can find it again, because it was okay. a while ago. But it's very interesting. I think you might like it. Okay. It makes you think, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, let's get let's get rid of some of these emails so we can just get this over with uh, with this, because uh, we've got a lot of emails here. Uh, from Lynn. I can never pronounce his things. Oh, Lenny's. Lenny. Uh, I resonate clearly with the song Leave the Tribe. Uh, <laughs> we were just talking about that. Yeah, uh, tell me all you can about the song and the idea behind it. Well, it's what it says about leaving the tribe. <laughs> it's very simple. <laughs> I mean, to me, it means to leave common ways behind and take roadless travel, which I have taken, because it means that we are all pretty much traveling the same road. But those people who step out from the road go to the forest, and then you have to make your own road, which is always more difficult, but it's always worthwhile. Mm. Not to travel the same road every day, but try to see the world every day new. You know, whatever is coming, because every day can be a challenge, but you can learn. And leaving the tribe is a metaphoric thing to say, I refuse to be common. You know, I refuse that because... I'm not boring. I'm not common. I, I refuse to be that. That's yeah. all. Good idea way to be because uh, if you just follow what everybody else does, that's just, that's boring. Well, that's what people are doing with this fucking coronavirus. I know. Yeah. Don't stay at home. Go out. Yeah, go out. Yeah. Just don't cough and breathe on nobody and don't get in nobody's <laughs> face. No, uh, who is the singer in Sadness of the World? Heikki Pöyhiä. He was in Bank of Twilightning in Finland. I did one of oh, the albums. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Twilight. So he is, he was, he is. Um, will you get him to sing on the second uh, Sana album? Definitely. Definitely, yes. I talked to him about it too, so he wants to do it. Cool. Uh, Neiman asks, he's asked a lot of questions. Uh, why did you choose to sing in the cover of Kill the King. I wanted to know that too. I forgot to ask you that. Uh, did Colty, did Colty... Why? why? Yeah, why Where? did you... What? Stop talking about why. 
Why did you choose to sing the cover of Kill the King? Why did you choose to ask the question? Listen, if you're going to be a wise ass, I'll just cancel the show right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just felt like it because I, I, I mean, the thing is, Ronnie Chastier was my friend, okay? I knew him, I met him many times. And one of the things was like a festival in Finland. I went to see him. He was in the backstage, which was like a container. And there was a line to see the guy before the show. Mm. There was one guy before me that asked him the question, like, how can he sing like that? You know what he answered? Because I'm so good. (laughs) That was his answer. Then I greeted him. I went out, and I I happened to look to the clouds, and there were two rainbows in the clouds. Small one, but two rainbows. And he put me a chair on stage. I was seven meters away from this guy who was like 162 tall. And he did Gates of Babylon, Lonely Rocket, all the things. And I remember that I never heard so loud monitors in my life. Mm. The eight wedges, only vocals, nothing else. And he did all the tricks and 30,000 people doing like this. Amazing, like really. So I could see all those things. And so of course, Kill the King. I, I could not really sing it like he because I don't have this raspy voice. I have a thin voice, but yeah. I can sound a little bit like that, but not like, of course, like him. You know. So, but you know, when, whenever people ask why you do this, why, why you do that, and I can't really answer why. There is no why. You know? There's just feelings. You know? I felt like it. Maybe that's a good answer. <laughs> oh, another thing I wanted to ask you on that, that intermission album. Um... Bloodstone, was that yeah. like a was that a demo version of that? Because it's uh, kind of different than the other songs. Yeah, it because sounds so produced. Yeah, because I wanted to have this exactly the sound like uh, a like priest. a priest head. Mm. Yes, I copied it in the mix completely. Yeah, that's how I figured you did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did Coley Pelto sing on "Kill the King" at all, or that was just you? Like he didn't, he, sing, at all. He didn't sing it at all. No, no, he didn't. Uh, Thought maybe he would he sang it first and you're like oh, that's terrible and you just no way. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, Neiman again. Uh, why did you decide to name the uh, black album Stradivarius? Because it was really uh, we needed like self explanatory title and that was it, man. I mean, there is nothing better around. You know? Like you can't be, you can't call it maniac. Well, maniac that would be actually cool. No, yeah, it wouldn't it, but because it was really that was one big maniac dance. <laughs> so, you know everything. So one of the really cool titles would be Hitler, of course. Right. Yes. For the whole album. talked about that a few times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is the last question. Kazi Cage rescue. Uh, why did you invite Cody Pelto to sing Solitude? Because he was in the fucking band. <laughs> Good answer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Flying Samir has a very sh- strong start. One of my favorites, along with Out of the Shadows. Can you tell me about this song? Which song? Flying Samir. Or Again? You... Yeah. He's hitting... He thinks it's a strong start. I guess. It's just a drum fill. Drums aren't strong? Well, what's I the question? Again, why? Uh, can Yeah, why? Can you tell me? About, no, can you tell him about this song? 
like one instrument on this. I can't really, I mean, I hate to analyze my stuff. You know, I analyze a lot of things, but I don't analyze music at all. I listen to it and I feel it. Yeah. It's not a mechanical thing. It's very much alive, you know, the whole thing. It's mm. a living thing for me. All right, guys. Uh, all right. A couple more questions in the live chat, and then we're out of here because I'm tired. I got another three more shows to do, and I got to dinner. Yes, I have to do my King Diamond show. I have my regular show. Okay. And yeah, I have two regular shows I have to do. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You all have to carry a cross, man. So. I should. I yeah. really should. Do you know? I don't know if you ever saw this guy, but apparently he went like all over the world. He built himself a cross out of wood. Uh, a big, big, huge one, and he carried it all across. Maybe he just went to the United States, I guess. Maybe, okay. but he he walked it everywhere. Okay, I respect that. It's very metaphorical, of course. Yeah, it is. That's why he did it because you know he. Well, I'm doing the same actually, but I don't just have the fucking cross. I go to the whole world with the cross, which is invisible. <laughs> you bring your guitar. We have to carry our cross, man. We have to. Everybody has to carry it every day. But could you imagine that carrying the, a, an actual cross across country? I have seen in Brazil in in the Holy Week they some people let them crucify themselves. Right. Really? Yes. Yes. Have you seen that? No. There's a video on YouTube of people doing that. I don't want to see that. I, I've seen I've seen some guys with a fucking big cross, but there's a fucking wheel in a tail. <laughs> So that's cheating, man. You know. Yes, that it's is not, cheating. He's traveling via Dolorosa. I don't have a fucking wheel. He carried the fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, you can't carry it on a wheel. That's cheating. No, you can't. Uh, few more. Hello. What does the Finnish metal music scene think? What metal bands are catching your attention today? Greetings from Costa Rica. Costa Rica is a very nice place. I was there like four, four weeks ago, five weeks ago, something like that. Mm. Nothing really. I mean, I'm really boring when it comes to new bands. You know? Why? I, I just don't have to pay them to go through those stuff. I mean, there's so much music in Spotify and stuff, you know. It's hard but, to find good bands nowadays, I think. Yeah, but this person here next to me is pushing me to do that exactly. So. Yeah. What is her favorite band? What is her favorite band? I don't have a favorite. No favorite? No. I like... She likes music like me. It's, it's music lover, so... But you want the favorite band? I don't have. She doesn't have. Is it Menudo? <laughs> what is that? I mean, you don't know what Menudo is? I don't know. Please tell him what Menudo is later. After we leave the show, show him some Menudo video videos. I think it's Remember, Mexican. you remember Ricky Martin? Yeah, that's where Ricky Martin got to start. Okay. Pop band. Pop band. I know Ricky Martin, of course. Yeah, that's where Ricky Martin came from. Menudo. Really. Yeah, I don't know this shit. No, I don't know at all. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, um, what was the question again? Oh, about... I know the killers. Yeah, the killers. I don't know killers. <laughs> I, I, really I know I remain in killers. So... No, no, <laughs> uh, no. I think no. we talked about this already. Other? Do you play other instruments? Yeah, skin fagot. Skin flute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I play bass. I play keyboards. I sing. The only thing I don't do is drums. Maybe you can teach me that. No, I'm not going to teach One you. day when we have to meet, of course. Okay. That's never going to happen. 
<laughs> don't ever don't ever come here. Uh, Pablo, what do you think about doing a live concert in this pandem- pandemic? Well, I would be the first to do it. I mean, in fact, I was scheduled to do it fucking thing four weeks ago, but I didn't. So. And now they're going to... They my Brazilian tour, it seems, is going to be uh, in October now. And my Japanese tour was postponed from November to March. I'm not scared of the fucking pandemia at all. So I would do gigs in this moment if I could, of course. You should do some like YouTube uh, or Facebook Live uh, concert. You think? Yeah. Everybody's doing it. Oh, okay. Maybe I do. Do you have an amp and a guitar? Yes. So do it. Okay. People would love it. I guess. Another girl that I had, I, I interviewed, um, she does it all, almost every day. Really? Yeah. Maybe she has. To, uh, maybe she wants to have this kind of attention that I don't want. No. Well, she's just bored because she she actually plays out every night, and now I that mean, she can't, that's her I'm, job. I must stay in casa. I go out. Okay. <laughs> well, she can't because if what? she goes out, she well because she has a thing like a, a weak immune system. So if she does get sick, she'll probably die. Okay. Yeah. Because of the virus. Yeah. Okay. Well, she can have any disease, right? I know, but I'd rather not, about, not take the chance. It's not about the virus, then. It's about everything. So, I mean, I don't have this. I go out and you know, this stuff, and I don't stay inside all day. But sometimes I do, but not because of the fucking virus. <laughs> I even hate the name coronavirus. Why? That's a cool <laughs> name. That's a good name for a new band, you know. I, I think. Have- Anders Johansson said that I should do a band called Strato... What the fuck is it called? Stratovirus? <laughs> Volcano. Your next album should be Coronavirus or COVID-19. This guy is one louder. I said, we're going to have we're gonna have two drummers. He's Kotipelto. He posted on the Instagram. But everybody thinks now it's happening. Oh, my God. It's yeah. not going to happen. <laughs> but let's get it to happen. Let's get Cody Pelto on the show. Yeah, let's try this. All right, keep trying. I keep. And, and Jens, because he never wrote me back, that bastard. Yeah. Get him on the show. Yeah, I try. And let's let's have some good shows here. I mean, this was a great show. I mean, we've almost been doing two hours, and your girlfriend's sitting there very patiently. Yeah. <laughs> I can't see her on this screen, but I see her on the bottom screen. Do you? On the bottom one, yes. Oh, right here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but you're not on the show. Yeah. If you want to be on the show, tilt your head in a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't work. No. He's Japanese. Huh? She's Japanese. She's Japanese? She looks like Japanese. Oh. <laughs> no, she's not Japanese. No, she's Japanese. No. All right. Well, I think that is the end of the Timo Tolki podcast. Yes. Unless you can think of anything else to talk about. Yeah. Like why is this podcast existing? In general. Why are you asking me why? It just, <laughs> it just is. I want to piss you off. <laughs> I'll end it right now. <laughs> yeah, I have the power to do that. I do. I have all the leave studio button here. <laughs> Because you'd never figure out how to do your own podcast. You could do Facebook Live, but you'd never know how to do this. I know how to do it, and I've done it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I do it now. I, my phone. 
Pero, bueno, Facebook Live. Oh, All right. Oh, All right. That air is great. You have to say something to my fans. I have to say something to your fans? Yeah, like live. Yeah. Are you on no. Facebook Live right now? Yes. We're on live YouTube, and now we're on Facebook Live. So, Wayne, yes. uh, why are you doing this? Thing? Why am I doing this? Yes. Because I really believe in you, Timo, and I, I really think that you should have a lot of fans and everybody should buy your, your albums. And um, I really want you to have uh, all the excess, uh, success sorry, uh, in the world. I, I've been having the excess, man. You've been having the excess? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And you need a new barber because your hair looks terrible. I don't have a barber. <laughs> so next right. question is, uh, what do you think about this coronavirus what, this coronavirus is terrible I think everybody should wear a mask wear gloves and be as protected as possible and if you're not doing that you're foolish because you're all going to die <laughs> I don't think <laughs> we're all going to die anyway So, <laughs> yeah right. we will at some point Okay, this is, a, this is a Timo Talki podcast, version one, finishing now. Version one? <laughs> yeah. Am I your special guest? Yes. I'm the worst guest ever. All right. Great. Bye, everybody. All right. Please, before you turn off the Timo Talki podcast. Yeah. Oh, you, did you turn it off already? You turned it off? Yeah. Oh, God. So you don't get to say anything. I was going to plug my show. Yes. It was very special. Oh, sorry. Next time. <laughs> All right. But I can plug my show here. RatsOutReview.com. Please check out RatsOutReview.com. Please buy a T-shirt. You can buy it right on the website. Uh, obviously, you can catch Timo's uh, podcast on our network. We make no money. But if you buy a T-shirt, we will make some money. Uh, Timo's Facebook page, yes. If you don't belong to Timo's Facebook page, yes. please join it. Because he talks to everybody. Uh, Several Facebooks of mine. Both of my mind. Timo, you're not only a very important musician for the world, but for all people over there that felt better listening to your musical ideas. And on that note, we will say goodbye. (laughs) That's exactly what I was about to say. Too much play. Yes, it's been a long episode. All right. We will see you guys next week. Bye. I am tired, so I am tired.